You may be feeling stuck or paralyzed in your life right now. Tidying helps you get unstuck and move towards your goals. You're modeling new behaviors for others and you're shifting and refining your purpose and legacy, which will have an impact on those around you, whether it's your children or your parents. It pays to have those conversations now. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. At times, a tidying event can feel like a major emotional loss. The event of tidying up often involves making the decision to let go thousands and thousands of things, thousands and thousands of times. But the reality is there are so many ways viewing your home through a lens of joy pays you back and gives you an incredible return on your investment. Today, we will explore obvious and unique ways your tidying event pays you back. We want you to get the most return on your investment of going on this journey with us. And we want to point out ways that you can lead with gratitude and abundance. Before we dive in, instead of a joy check today, we'd like to take a moment to remind you of the special opportunity we have for tidying to pay you back before the end of this year. As announced during SparkJoy episode 100, we have KonMari-themed gifts ready for you to claim by entering into our giveaway, which celebrates our two-year anniversary. The prizes include Marie Kondo's tidying sequel, Spark Joy, an illustrated masterclass on the art of organizing and tidying up, signed by the queen herself, Marie Kondo. A virtual KonMari tidying lesson provided on behalf of For the Love of Tidy, an honorary membership to the Spark Joy Club at the coveted Joy Sparker level, and finally, a copy of Marie Kondo's highly anticipated new children's book, Kiki and Jack's The Life-Changing Magic of Friendship, which will be officially released later this year. Head on over to sparkjoypodcast.com forward slash reviews for instructions on how to leave a star rating and written review on iTunes. Then shoot us an email to contact at sparkjoypodcast.com with your username for a chance to win one of six prizes we have for our listeners this year. You have until November 26 to enter and we'll announce our winners during our best of show on December the 3rd. And of course, thanks again for your support. Okay, now it's time to dive into the many ways it pays to tidy up. Let's start by exploring why this topic is so important. Tidying up itself is a self-care and mindfulness exercise. It's about really looking inward through an exploration of our possessions and thus ourselves. So it is an investment, just like learning a new language, dieting or eating better or saving money. It is a skill and it has a goal. Therefore, it requires our time, our resources, our energy, which are all an investment. Even listening to SparkJoy podcast right now is an investment because you are taking the time out of your day to focus on learning how to be more organized moving forward. 
So if this is an investment, we need to make sure you're getting the most out of this exercise. Or in other words, we want to determine your ROI, your return on investment. You can be strategic by walking into your tidying event with the intention of tidying paying you back. You can even make it a game. How much money can I find or how big of a return can I get from all of this effort? Think about this up front as much as you can to make sure it's on your radar and it'll help you to stay motivated, just like your vision does. We're definitely going to talk about the monetary benefits of tidying up today, but I think we should start with the less obvious ways tidying pays you back that are less explored. A great place to start would be gratitude. As you tidy, you're becoming more aware and more appreciative of what's around you within the four walls of your home. Gratitude shows up in many ways in the Konmari method, the home greeting, saying thank you out loud to thousands and thousands of things, thousands and thousands of times. Every time you do that, you are putting positive energy out into the world, which will return to you as a new opportunity or a new idea or a gift or a lesson about yourself. What you put out is what you then receive. In addition to a sound gratitude practice, tidying can pay you back in the area of your values and awareness around your consumption patterns. Instead of letting things just happen in the background, you're practicing the ability to confront a problem. In this case, the way you're consuming goods and things. Giving, donating, or recycling is a popular way tidying can pay you back in things that are not so obviously monetary. Giving items to a friend or family member, for example, or donating to your favorite charity, or making sure to properly recycle waste to give back to the planet. Warning, this is a project. These are tasks added to your to-do list. Remember the value of your time by thinking of ways to diminish or defer activities around discarding, donating, selling, or recycling. Another thing to consider is how this is defining your legacy. You may be feeling stuck or paralyzed in your life right now. Tidying helps you get unstuck and move towards your goals. You're modeling new behaviors for others and you're shifting and refining your purpose and legacy, which will have an impact on those around you, whether it's your children or your parents. It pays to have those conversations now when it comes to the clutter that impacts others before it's too late and you're left with the tasks of determining the value of something you or your loved ones didn't take care of while they were alive. We discussed this in detail in episode 21. We should also explore your most valuable asset here, which is your time. When you tidy up, you are moving towards spending less time looking for things that you can't find. You're finding an intentional place for many, many things in your home that will help you save time in the end. We've discussed how, on average, Americans spend 55 minutes a day looking for things that they can't find. That adds up to almost two weeks of time per year that you could be spending doing so many other really valuable things. I experienced this in my own life just this week. I had four speaking engagements and two clients, and I really needed to be careful about my time. I was able to get ready for the day and my speaking engagement in 20 minutes, reset my home to zero, kind of like you would reset an inbox. And it helped me really prepare my mind for the day. 
I was able to do this because I had put in so much work in my tidying event and really designed my life in a way that I can return to a place of tidiness with ease. I'm really glad that we started with this example because I think this is probably the most valuable thing that people gain from tidying. Anytime I either say to a client or to a room full of people that I'm speaking to, that statistic that you just mentioned, Kristen, about saving time over you know, the hour a day almost that we spend looking for things, everybody nods their head. I think also it's not just the five minutes looking for the keys or the five minutes trying to, you know, find the paperwork on your desk. It's really the quality of that time because the anxiety that people feel when they're feeling really raced for time and they're trying to get out the door is, you know, it's just excruciating. And to me, I think one of the most valuable assets that people gain by tidying is time. So I think that that's a really super important consideration and really should be something you think of. Even if you can't put a monetary tag on it, it it's really super valuable. Exactly. I was watching a documentary recently about Bill Gates' life on Netflix. And it was talking about how time is a limited resource and it's finite. It's not a commodity that he would have access to. So he definitely is always on time to like absolutely every meeting he has now. And it's a fascinating documentary for many reasons. But it's just so interesting how he was talking about the value of his time. Really great example. All right. So now we've talked about time. Let's talk about money. So tidying actually pays you back financially. And you might be sitting on some money right there in your own home. Great place to start would be actual cash. So cash shows up in many ways in a home. Loose change is very common. We recommend having a central repository for your change. It's important to honor and respect money in all its forms to attract financial abundance. So make sure to keep a jar or a pouch or some kind of a container for your loose change. Recognize that you can exchange these coins for dollars at a Coinstar machine. It used to be that there were a couple of banks that would take your coins. A lot of them don't do that anymore. And so the Coinstar machines, you pay them a little bit of money, but it's worth it as far as, again, getting some time back. Or if you're looking for something to just kind of occupy you while you're watching TV, you can actually buy a coin sorting machine. and not really expensive and it's kind of fun. And then most of your banks will take the rolled quarters. When we moved into the apartment we're in now, literally bought a couch from change that I had saved up over time and it put into a special bank account. So it really does add up over time. It really does. I had a client even just recently say that she found $40 worth of coins in her home and she took that to Coinstar and she converted those coins into an Amazon gift card. And when you do that, you don't lose any of the value. They don't take a fee from the total amount of coins in value and currency you have there. So could be sitting on some cash in your home right now. One of the things that I do with a client, and I highly recommend this as well, is that as soon as you run across that first gift card or, I don't know, you know, whatever it might be, or actual cash in your home as you're tidying, set a place and say to yourself, this is money and make it the beginning of your money pile. You know, and another really important thing to do is look through the pockets of your clothing before you decide that you're donating it. I can't tell you how often people find money that way. 
and just make a pile of it so that you can keep track of what you've gained from, you know, this just really kind of simple exercise. Also look in books or like birthday cards or holiday cards that you might have gotten. You may have forgotten that your Aunt Mary wrote you a check. And speaking of checks, remember that if you find a really old check, it's not very difficult to get them reissued. Yeah, I've had a couple of clients who've taken a moment just to call the organization that wrote the check and see if they could reissue the check for the full value. And in most cases, they have been successful. And these are checks at times upwards of thousands of dollars. So not only did tidying pay them back, but they were able to cover my fees and more in terms of getting professional assistance to make their tidying effort most efficient, most valuable, and get the most return for their investment. This is definitely true with insurance companies. A lot of times people do not realize that along with all of the unnecessary paperwork that they get from their health insurance companies, sometimes there's checks that come from maybe you saw an out-of-network provider and you just forgot about it. But health insurance companies are super good at, at reissuing checks. So don't consider it a lost cause if you run across one that's a year or two old. Another great example of how to really get actual cash back from your tidying efforts are things that you can return. One of the things that I notice in almost every home is a stack of things, sometimes by the front door, sometimes throughout the house, that have been designated as things to be returned that don't necessarily make it out the door. And to me, this is like a really easy way to get your investment back on things that you've decided that you don't really need. I know some of my clients even just recently returned some alpha storage hardware to the container store and got, uh, I think, about $38 back from hardware that they had had in their closet for upwards of seven years since they originally made the investment in the alpha unit for multiple closets in their home. So they're now going to turn that over to maybe refining some bathroom storage items. So it's amazing. Yeah. Those tagged clothes, maybe instead of taking the tags off, you return them to the store. There's a lot of stores out there that are infamously known for their amazing return policies. So really lean into that and do your research. And yeah, you could get your money back with fairly little effort. Yeah, and it never hurts to ask. I mean, the worst thing that'll happen is they say that they can't accept it or they'll, a lot of times, will give you store credit. So, you know, if you're going to donate it anyway, then, and it's got tags, then you might as well ask. Exactly. And of course, you can also try to sell your items as much as possible. And we've talked about how you have to be careful in this case to make sure that you are not investing, you know, two weeks to sell something for $5. Make sure the time that you put towards selling something is reflective and appropriate of its value. So an example of this is I was going through my tidying event. I think I had even completed my tidying event. And a cousin of mine decided to give me my uncle's camera. And I have never had photography in the vision of my ideal life. I think photographers do amazing things, um, but it's not really something that's a hobby of mine. So I had so many other things that represented my uncle's memory. He was creative and talented. He not only took photographs, but he also liked woodworking and he had an amazing collection of fiction books and all kinds of different things. So I have learned so much from my uncle and I have great memories and photos of him. 
I didn't feel like I needed this particular camera in my life to remember his memory. And I knew even if one day, someday in the future, I decided to take on photography, I wouldn't use this particular type of camera. So what I did was I looked up the camera itself and I searched, you know, Chicago area. And I found someone who owned a gallery that specifically only sold this one type of camera. And he knew the history, the value, everything. So I was able to take this to him. And I think between the lens and the camera, I think I walked away with about $1,200 oh my gosh. in cash. Yeah, That's amazing. Wow. I don't feel like I dishonored my uncle in any way. I think my uncle would have very been proud of me for doing the research and getting a little cash back. Because yeah, all of that camera, it would have just sat on a shelf. It wouldn't have had the meaning that a lot of other things and other pieces I have that represent his memory have. So yeah, it's worth doing a little research sometimes because we can kind of make up stories in our mind about how much value something has. But until we really ask the experts, that's where we can bring things back down to reality and make the best choice. And I absolutely agree about this idea of trying to balance the amount of time that something takes with what the actual value of the items may be. We have a lot of clients who want to sell things themselves and often it's really time consuming and the return is just not Mm -hmm. there. So the experts are always a great place to start to get some ideas about what things might be worth. And if you remember in episodes 42, 43, and 44, we did a series called Sell Your Clutter and we talked with three types of professional people who actually sell your consignment. So that's also something to consider. Sometimes it's a great idea just to check in and see if these things might be worth some money. Definitely. And speaking of money, another place where money can hide is in subscription services or monthly payments. This is a great opportunity for you to, per month, get some money back. So letting go of subscriptions, monthly payments, gym memberships, the box services, or the storage units. Uh, An example of this is a client of mine was subscribed to 20 different subscription box services from everything from like makeup to clothing. So we evaluated those and she pared it down to, I think, at least below five services, maybe three. And I mean, that's incredible. Just not only letting go of the idea of a box, but also embracing intentional shopping Subscription boxes can be great for exploring a variety of things or trying out new things. But there also is something to be said about maybe pausing those boxes for a minute. Monthly might be a little bit too much for you. If you are losing track of things or if anything coming across your threshold of your home isn't quite marrying up to the boundaries and the reality of your space and the joy, we have to reevaluate. So this is a great place to reevaluate and move yourself out of some financial clutter that you may be digging out of. I recently let go of my beloved Sephora gift box that I got every month for quite a while. It wasn't very expensive, and I really looked forward to it for a long time. But after getting, I don't know, maybe 10 little samples of black eyeliner that I don't use and didn't need, and maybe another 10 blood red lipstick samples that I don't really use, I've decided that it was really not worth the investment any longer. So I let it go and have not missed it at all. (laughs) But even if you're sure a box or something of that nature is sparking joy at the moment, 
you can always reevaluate it, decide later that it's, it's no longer serving its purpose for you. Exactly. And another way you can actually save money is every time you move or when you're thinking about staging your home for sale, we have lots of examples from our clients around how the moving process can turn into a money-saving endeavor as opposed to your pre-tidying moves. And another really important consideration, although it might not be on your radar right this moment, is the money that you'll save when you move or when you're thinking about staging your home. We've talked in episode 77 and 78 about how the moving process can be much easier and you can reduce the amount of unnecessary things that are getting packed up and moved into your new home by tidying. Also, home staging, really an important consideration. Almost all homes that are up for sale are staged now, and reducing the amount of clutter that you're having to manage and deal with as your home is going through the staging process can make an enormous difference in how quickly you get your house on the market. Also, we want to mention that we asked the Spark Joy Club if they had examples of how they themselves had saved money. And Jennifer Von Estrada had a really great example. She says, my sister saw benefits almost immediately after completing the Conmai method when her job required her to move. Our parents were amazed at how easy it was to pack everything up and take it to her new place. No professional movers were needed at all. That's such a great story. And actually, that's one of the ways that I became so enamored of organizing to the point that I decided to make it my profession was my own experience just like that when I moved several years ago. Yes, tidying up has definitely impacted my move, whether it be the move I made from Virginia to Chicago or the moves that I've made here just within the Chicago area. And it continues to just have a big impact. And I love this example from Jennifer. Not only does it show the impact of Kamari on the moving process, but it also shows a great example of how her sister shined and had an impact on her parents and Jennifer. So she had a noticeable ease about her activity of moving and it rubbed off on others. So this is a great example here. And we want to make sure you have a little bit more information about how you two can join the Spark Joy Club. Here's more. The question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey. If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage, or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for all. Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community, as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click on Join the Club to get started. And now back to the show. All right. So now we have covered the short-term financial gains that get the most attention because they are, of course, immediate and they help relieve some of the guilt that you may have around things that you've purchased that were expensive, but you don't want anymore or you don't use anymore. But what is truly impactful is the long-term impact tidying has 
on our money mindset, our consumption patterns, and our legacy of clutter. You become more discerning about what you buy and what you wear. I had this example show up during my birthday weekend. I have been really focused on my business and I knew I have zero time to shop for birthday outfits, which is always a thing. But this year I decided I was just going to shop my closet. I wasn't even going to plan anything that I wore on the multiple events that I had across the entire weekend. And I was able to get creative. And yes, it wasn't easy because I am fluctuating in weight. So I had a limited view of my options, but I was able to put together some combinations of things that really were great. One shirt that I hadn't even worn before. So it was just a perfect example of how if you set your intention that you're going to shop your closet and really get creative and use what you have, you will always have something to wear. I've yet to talk to a client who has not told me that their attitude about shopping has changed so dramatically as a result of this process. And that's really the whole idea behind taking a serious look at each type of item in your home by category so that you really begin to gain an appreciation for the decisions that you made about the things that you bring into your home in the past. And it will really help guide how you view those choices going forward. And that will save you money. As we redefine what enough means to you, we're shifting energy toward the practice of saying no thank you, sometimes even to things that are free. I had this example show up in so many ways in my life, but really the ones that I can remember the most is reusable bags and sunglasses. I feel like I don't need any free sunglasses or free reusable bags in my life anymore. So I've put limitations around this. And every time I say no to them, my friends who are around me just like gasp and they just don't understand why I won't take these things into my home. So sometimes I even take them for them because they they want an extra pair or an extra bag. And then I hand it over to them immediately because I just don't need any more in my life. So it's about really shifting your mindset from a place of scarcity. Oh my gosh, I need more and more and more. to a place of, wow, I really have what I need. I am abundant in this area of reusable bags and free sunglasses. That's so funny because I think anytime you go to an event, there's always the option or you go to like a home show. And sometimes it's kind of things that many of the KonMari consultants are, you know, speaking at, there's always like the tote bags and the free pens. And, yep, I just got one the yeah, other day. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you really begin to recognize that as you pile up all of the free things that you've gotten, all the swag that you've gotten, and you realize how seldom you actually use it. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, makes it so much easier to say no in the future. And to be honest, I got some really nice reusable bags recently that are just far better in quality than some of the other ones. So I want to use those more. So limiting the ones that are just not as fancy has been just, you know, a good exercise. And yes, we're digging in the details here, but this is where the real impact is when you can get this advanced in your thinking, even at the smallest level. It's so important because then that bleeds over to larger, more important ways that you can think and lead with abundance. Absolutely. And we talk more about the intersection between tidying up and finances in Spark Joy episodes number six and 58. It's a reoccurring theme, of course, with the Spark Joy podcast. So now that we've shared with you some real life examples 
of how tidying up can pay you back, we would like to hear yours. So please send us an email or post on your social media, being sure to tag us so that we can share some of the ways that tidying up has paid you back. Also, as soon as you've done that, don't forget to go enter the contest. Head over to sparkjoypodcast.com forward slash reviews for instructions on how to leave a star rating and written review on iTunes. Then shoot us an email to contact at sparkjoypodcast.com with your username for a chance to win one of six prizes that we have for our listeners this year. You have until November 26th to enter and we'll announce our winners during our best of show on December 3rd. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning tidying questions or share stories about how Kamari has impacted your life. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys. To extend your tidying experience, you can join the Spark Joy Club. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click join the club to become a member of the Spark Joy community or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your hosts, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media, Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media, Inc. or the Kamari Consultant Community.